Hello? Hi, it's Robert. Do you want to be on the show? Never call me again. Hello, welcome. My name is Robert, and this is Never Call Me Again. Hello, this is Dennis. Dennis, how are you? Hey, Robert, doing well. How are you today? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. How um, How's your Great. day going? Uh, going well. Going well. Good. And so yesterday you were... You were in a, in a very similar situation to, to what we're doing today. You were you were on the other side of the table, so to speak, um, interviewing. And how did that go? It went well. We were doing some interviews um, for the Kansas City Chamber Orchestra with couples that were both that are both musicians that um, play with the Chamber Orchestra, um, and we actually have four couples within the orchestra. Uh, so it's a nice. Uh, come together as a nice little video kind of concert that we're doing with them. That's got to be really interesting. Um, you know, working with someone that you you share so much time and space with, um, it's there's got to be a lot of challenges to that. Have you have you done that? Have you had the opportunity to do that? Y- yes, actually, uh, my husband and I um, both were involved in a show that. Um, we created with another um, gentleman um, <clears throat> called Cirque de Gay, the Happy Circus. And um, there were two of us performers, uh, the clowns on stage. And then my husband, Michael, um, was actually our backstage person. Um, he did a little bit of everything. <laughs> he was the dresser. He was um, the stage manager. And he took care of props and costumes. And, um, and at one point, even was a puppeteer uh, during that. So. Um, yeah, we worked very closely together on that. Um, it sounds which, which for us was, was fun. We enjoyed it, and, and it was a great, great way to uh, work together. It sounds exhausting, but but definitely fun. And that's what's interesting is looking at, at who you are and, and 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 a lot of what you've done. I, I have to think that you are you are in a profession that just really is fun. Yes, I'm, I'm very blessed that, you know, my career is to make people smile and laugh. And, and it's my passion um, that no matter however amount of time, if that's uh, maybe a few seconds in a parade, or if that's, uh, you know, a, a couple minutes at a festival, or if it's longer for, you know, theater or stage show or something, um, you just get to forget about the world for a little while and just have some fun. Um, and sometimes people forget about that. And I, I think it's very important uh, for people's life um, to remember that happiness and joy inside of them, no matter what is going on in life. Uh, and maybe life's going great and maybe it's not. Um, but remembering that's there and it does can do so much for you. So I'm very blessed to, to have that for what I do um, as a living. Yeah, it sounds really amazing. I, I wonder, you know, you, you see people perform, and especially, you know, you think of, of someone who, who is really, who's performing and it's very interactive, and it, it, the entire purpose is to entertain and to elicit joy or, or smiles. Um, I, I wonder, have you ever had to, have you, have you ever been entertaining and 
you just weren't into it at the time or, or maybe there was something going on and, you know, obviously you can't allow that to affect the, the evening or, or the day's festivities. How do you juggle something like that? I, I have had that experience. Um, yeah, I have been a performer for really all my life, uh, you know, as a kid um, in my parents' house, you know, doing things um, on to professionally. Um, it, it happens, you know, uh, I have, I've had experience of, of actually crying while driving to an event um, based on personal experience going on. And as much as my work is to let other people forget about what's going on for a moment, at that point in time, I was doing the same for myself. So once I got there, it's put on, put on the game face, put on the character, perhaps, I, I don't even recall, uh, what kind of performance I was going to, um, but it was it was a time for me to just say, okay, I'll get back to that, and right now I'm going to focus on this, and um, I was able to do that. It was able to also distract me from my personal life and just go in and focus on on this performance um, and that joy, which in the end um, was also a great reminder to me. Like, okay, it's rough right now. However, there's joy and there's excitement still there. It's still a part of me, even if it's harder to find right now. Um, so it works in the same way for me as I do for, for audiences all the time. Yeah, I can see how that would, that would definitely work out. And so one of the things you mentioned was performing at home as a child and, um, I always wonder when I sit down with someone, you know, there's, there's always this, you know, pat answer of, you know, how did you, you know, how did you come upon what you do? What, what, you know, inspired you to do this? And so this is something that really you've done your entire life. And, and tell me about that need to perform. Tell me about, tell me about a performance you did as a child. <laughs> I, you know, it was, I, I can't say there was any, particular thing that got me started with that um <clears throat> i just it, it was it's, it was just kind of always there um i know i last week i was i was doing a performance um doing some magic and actually i'm um, talking about my first magic set um which was a fisher price magic box and i got for christmas uh one year and and i i've tried to figure out what age i was but i i haven't been able to figure that out yet um you know 10 or under um and i learned all the tricks that afternoon and put on a show for my family of all those magic tricks that night and uh it's just something i've always been drawn to and i after that you know i i remember recreating the opening scene of back to the future where there's this um, just a whole bunch of clocks that you used to keep seeing. And I found every clock on the household and lined them up, took a flashlight and pointed at them. So I, I was always creating things. Um, and I always say, then the sets were made out of cardboard and I had a Mr. Microphone um, mic um, and a clapper for it to turn my lights on and off um, a couple of times. So and it just built. I was I was always in um, in choir and in, in drama and theater um, throughout school and everywhere. Um, and then when I became a teenager, I got into clowning. 
And even when I wasn't full-time performing, I was always performing, even if it was just a hobby kind of on the side, it was always there. And it took a little bit of, of time for me to realize that this is what I want to be doing and should be doing full time. Um, I, you know, I went to college to get a business degree because that's how you make money and you're responsible and support yourself and family. And um, I was very fortunate. I went to Williamsville College and they have a self-design or did. Um, you can self-design a major. And I saw someone who was going to do sports and business. And I thought, well, if they could do sports and business, I could do theater and business easily. So I self-designed this degree. Um, and I always joke that uh, my parents thought it was a business degree with a little theater on the side when it was really theater with a little business on the side. Uh, and, and it worked out great. And a lot of people at the time didn't quite understand, well, how did those two relate? Um, however, there is a full business side of theater. And uh, coming out of college, I actually was on that side in the presenting and producing of shows at the theater company here in town and stayed on that side. And, and as I did that, I just realized I want to be on the stage. I don't want to just be supporting the people on the stage. And gradually was able to um, find some jobs that were more performance-based um, and then and make that a full-time job. Till now where I have my own company, of Happy Face Entertainment and Tasty Mystery Players that that's my full-time gig now is uh, performing and uh, creating the smiles and laughter in a wide variety of ways, which I also greatly enjoy the variety of, of what I'm doing. Having that um, sense of ownership and, and, you know, being able to to be on both ends of that spectrum of entertaining and, and, and juggling a business and, and, you know, working out the logistics of, of everything, um, every performance and, and being included in the performance um, has to be really rewarding. It has to be probably very hectic at times and, and a lot of, of juggling, so to speak, but um, absolutely very rewarding. And, and you've done, um, You've done so much with Happy Faces Entertainment. Um, you guys are really busy. And so you did, um, you emceed at Legoland. And how fun was that? Do you like Legos? Um, I do. Um, we had, you know, we had uh, Lego sets growing up. Um, there are some more of my brothers, but I played with them some. I'm not a huge, you know, connoisseur or anything of, of that. Um, the Lego events, uh, from the Discovery Center here in Kansas City, have, have, I've I've enjoyed those. I've done those for multiple years, and uh, it, and it's one, it's in scene, which I really enjoy. I I enjoy that kind of improv unknown, just going out and talking with people and keeping things rolling, um, and it's just such a fun time. Um, the first one I did actually was part of the. A job application for when they hire what they call a master builder. So those were adults that were actually working toward getting a job. And then the others were the kids version, um, where they're winning surprises and become a part of a team for the year. Uh, and it's great. It's one of those things that I love that it, it does work for all ages. And uh, there's a friend of mine that I have a, 
a six-year-old and in the past, you know, the past months they've been home a lot more and as a family, the three of them connect doing, building things with Lego bricks. And that's a great thing. I love it when people can find things that can relate and it's not a, oh, that's a kid's thing. I can't do that anymore. If it makes you happy, great. If, you know, if, you know, drawing and painting and doing, playing with Play-Doh, whatever it is, um, it doesn't have to be just a kid thing. And being able to uh, find that for you and, and share that. Also to say, hey, here's something we can do together, um, no matter our ages. Um, finding that commonality is, is wonderful. And and I think it, now that I say that a lot, um, I think that's a lot of what I'm doing is I'm letting people find the commonality of laughter. Yeah. And so when you were talking about that whole thing, you know, I, I have this mental picture of 10 year old Dennis with, uh, with a business degree and with a, a degree in theater and, and this booming company in business of, of entertainment. And, and so it's almost like you've been able to, to hold on to, to childhood, to that thing that was, was potentially most dear and, and cultivated into this very adult and grown successful business of this continuation of being a child. And so, you know, working with Radio Disney, working with Legoland, um, you know, doing the dinner theater, all of the, the mystery theater, um, all of these types of things seem to, to be this extension of, of 10 year old Dennis who, who just has, it's just this continuation. And and that's really pretty interesting and and kind of exciting. I, I think so often we, you know, we grow up and, you know, we don't have time for Legos or we don't have time for 10 year old Dennis. And it's all about success and security and, and, you know, how do I get through these times? And, and you get through times, you know, difficult or good times, whatever the situation may be with, with laughter, with smiles, with, you know, this, um, just approach of, of entertaining. And that has to absolutely translate into your regular life. And, potentially bring you great joy oh definitely um you know i i I guess i feel guilty but at times i i get so much more from my audience that sometimes i think than they're getting from me even though it really is i think a, a, a time of sharing and and we're working with each other uh that it is. It's just people coming together and we're doing different things. One of us is on the stage and one of the audience in whatever situation it is, but it's still us working together. And with that, we all come out better at the end. Um, and it, it kind of is talking about, you know, remembering that child and, and all that. To me, it's the, it's finding that, completeness of you um finding all those areas that work together and and you need a little bit of everything um sometimes in some of my workshops i always like kind of joke because i have a friend that i grew up with who's a doctor of math which is the complete opposite spectrum of me <laughs> it <laughs> um, sounds so boring <laughs> you know, like, and then to me i'm like oh math i can do it when i have to but um, however Sometimes you need that doctor of math, and sometimes you need the clown. And even, you know, even in, with me, 
running a business as a performer. Um, and I always say I kind of accidentally got into that. Um, I'm, I'm partially ambidextrous. Um, so I, I was born left-handed, but my mom kind of forced me to be right-handed um, with good intentions, you know. Didn't want me to have to use the green-handled scissors, for those that know what that was. I do. Um, I do. Um, and and so I and even with me, I you know I feel that I have my brain is some people are more right brain or left brain, but I'm a little a little bit more even in that. Now I know where my preference goes. I you know I'm definitely more of an artistic performer. Um, and to some extent would love to hand the business side over to someone who just says, okay, you go here and do this show and then go here and do this show, uh, which, you know, may happen at some point. However, I, I'm grateful that I can have both brains working at the same time um, to be successful and, and make it work. Uh, so uh, those little things that happened way back then, um, you know, come back around and help. And, and I also joke now tends that fortunately I can juggle a little bit. I can uh, get that business and the performance thing going together at the same time and, and work in harmony. Yeah. Can you, can you literally juggle as well? I mean, can you like juggle balls? I can a little bit. Um, I always say I would never really hire myself out as a juggler. However, I can put some juggling into a show to make a little variety or something. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, juggling eight balls at one time or anything. You know, three is kind of my my number right now. But I can do some different patterns, and then I, I you know, can also add in some jokes and play with that to to make a little bit. So uh, kind of the jack of all trades type of <laughs> concept with that. Yeah. And, you know, kind of where I was going with that whole thing is, you know, and, and so I, I kind of already had a sense of understanding that, you know what, I bet he doesn't know how to juggle really well. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be exciting to, to go out and different venues, different opportunities, different, different shows and potentially do things that are brand new or, you know, I, I think even if, if say you did the exact same performance at this exact same venue five nights a week for the next 10 years, your audience each and every time is going to, to vary and it's going to be very different. And it, it makes me want to go back to, we were talking a moment ago about, um, you were, you were kind of mentioning that connection with the audience and, and, and that there, that it was very interactive. And, and so can you give me examples of how, how you interact and how you include and bring people into, into the shows. Uh, sure. And I, I, that, that interaction is what I think feeds me the most, um, you know, in, in education, college, high school, you know, you do the, the standard plays where well, they call the fourth wall and, you know, the audience isn't there for the people on stage. I, I think I would have a, a difficult time going back to that um, that type of format of performing at this point because I'm always looking for that audience. So that can be, uh, you know, if I'm you know strolling as magic, you know, it's one on one or one on a few people um, from the stage 
Uh, so I'm doing storytelling. I've created what I call the Mad Libs storytelling. I have written a story, but there's blanks throughout it. And the audience gets to fill in those blanks. Uh-huh. And that changes the story up depending on what the audience gives. Um, and it, it's really kind of an amazing thing. I took the concept from an improv uh, game that I played in my many years of, of doing improv comedy and turned it into this uh, format. And I've, I've used the exact same story with preschoolers and adults at a barbecue. And it works. Now, your, your suggestions are completely different. <laughs> and I can play off that according to the situation, according to the audience. And um, I, I love that fact, that it can work in both situations. Um, actually, uh, tomorrow night, I'm, I'm doing a version um, for a competition I'm in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in a bar setting. So it's 21 over. So those suggestions are different than, you know, and what I can hear. Uh, and, and with, you know, the past year, I've had to change up that also. You know, usually it's a, they yell out the suggestions. And last year I had to do some things online only, including just video. So that wasn't an option. And in my creativity, I was able to figure out they could send in suggestions beforehand, and then I would just draw them as I go along. So that concept is still coming into play, that I'll get suggestions before the show and then um, play them into the story, which then added another fun thing that I wouldn't have thought of, except I was forced to because of the situation, that they're no longer in order. So even though I'm usually asking for a person's name and they throw out something, now I might come to that point in the story, but the card I draw isn't a person's name, it's a verb. <laughs> so then I get to have the fun of playing with that. Um, so and with those, I, I typically bring audience members up. Um, that has been reduced over the past year, but I've also found ways to make that still happen with, you know, okay, I can still bring a couple people up to a distance. Um, they can come and still play, do some actions uh, safely, and keep that that connection going with the audience uh, for it. And yet even tomorrow night, I added in a part where there's a sound that we hear. Um, it's a blank, so I don't know what the sound is until I get to the audience. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm it's it's throughout the story, so I'm going to let the entire audience be the sound effects. So whenever we come to that sound. Everybody knows gets to make the sound. Um, so everyone in the room gets to be a part of the story that we're creating together. That's never been told before in this format, because every time I get a suggestion, it's different. And it will never be told again, um, because next time I do it, I'll have different suggestions. And there'll be a different improv that gets played off of it, um, which is, for me, I love that variety and that unknown um, of what's going to happen. Yeah, it's got to be fantastic. You know, we, we, and so right now, you know, obviously, you know, we are, we are mid pandemic, but even, even before, you know, pandemic, even before 2020, we, we very much live in this society that, that oftentimes can, can be very disconnected from one another and, and 
can can be very distanced uh, emotionally, socially, and, and and it's been very compounded this last year or so. It, it has to be very fulfilling to to be a part of people's lives in in such a way that that not only brings them them happiness and joy and smiles but but brings them together and makes them feel part of something um on on that very social level um that's got to be amazing i um one of the things that that interests me and, and, and there's been a couple of mentions of it and so a while ago you were were talking about and so the foundation of this was you know this improv game, and, and you said you've you've done the the same improvisational. My my speech is not great today, and so you've done the same thing mm-hmm. at a, at a preschool and a barbecue, and and had really great results with both. And then if we go back in the conversation a little bit, you were talking about um, interactions with child children versus adults at Legoland, and I have to wonder. Um, you know, children are magical. And so we, we all love children and puppies and, and, you know, that sort of thing, but it's gotta be really amazing to, to step into a room of, of, you know, for instance, you know, my, 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 my mind's eye is at Legoland and, you know, here's 20, 30, 50, a hundred people that they're all vying for the same jobs. and, And there are only just so few and they are greeted with you. They are greeted with this really interactive um, entertainment of it, it's kind of relaxing and, and freeing and, and allows them to to regain that childlike sense in a very adult situation of this is potentially going to be my livelihood. And so I wonder between the children and the adults, is it, is it more interesting to sometimes interact with the child and see that just ch- beautiful childlike innocence? Or I have to imagine it's got to be equally as, as thrilling to elicit that from adults. Sometimes, um, you know, the thing is, is you never know who your audience is, what they've gone through that day or that week or that month or, or what really is on their mind when they, they step into the venue take their seat and, and the curtain comes up and there's Dennis, um, giving them some relief, giving them some inclusion. And what does it feel like to be standing there performing and, and see those, those, those childlike stares and interactions coming from adults? In short, amazing. Um, my, uh, my favorite thing to hear it's usually people talking to each other afterwards when I'm not, you know, when I'm not a part of the conversation um, that I might overhear. Um, Cause I know it, then it's, it's honest um, completely. Cause sometimes, you know, if you go to a comedy club or someplace, you know, everyone might be laughing. Some of those people might be laughing more because there's laughing going on around them which is a good thing. But when you get them out separated and they're just saying, Oh, that was a great time. I'm glad we came tonight. So their friend, as they walk out, you know, it was them. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be amazing to, to see that there is this connection of, of joy and happiness. And um, especially when it's genuine, yeah. I, I get that, you know, people definitely, you know, can you know laughter is infectious and so you can laugh absolutely because the room is laughing but um 
I think even that to a, to a degree, it, you know, because obviously it draws you in, but it's really nice to know when it is, is very genuine and personal within that individual that, um, something you have done has really resonated and touched them. Um, tell me about what you are doing right now. And so you are, you are at Missy B's and there is a show going on. Tell me about the show and your interaction in the show. Well, um, it's actually a competition called On the Rise, and um, it, it, they have auditions, virtual auditions. People send in videos, which I think I heard was about 30 people who auditioned. Um, from that, they chose 12, and then uh, each week, um, everybody performs, and there's been eliminations. Uh, each week of somebody, we had a double elimination a couple weeks ago. Um, so tomorrow night is, uh, we'll be at the top five of people. And what's fun about this competition is, uh, it is truly variety. Um, so there's some of us that have gone under the variety entertainer title because we do variety of different things. Um, we have a couple of singers, uh, dancer, a couple of drag queens, um, we had a pole dancer. Um, so there was a lot of different uh, kinds of acts and performances going on. Uh, and it's been, uh, for me partially, it was definitely wanting to get back onto the stage after last year, um, finding an opportunity. Um, they've done very well with uh, precautions and, and keeping it safe for everybody uh, as possible. And, and I just so... You for I can't say I forget, but when you get back to something that you haven't done for a while that you love, you're like, ah, yeah, this is this is why I do this. This is why I want to do this. And um, I've done a, a variety of things. You know, I've, I've done some magic. I've done some juggling. Um, <clears throat> I've, I've done some drag, um, which is one of the another reason actually I, I kind of wanted to do this competition was um, while I've done drag here and there, um, mostly. Um, with murder mysteries is where that actually started from. Um, but I, I don't do it regularly and, uh, but it's such a fun character, um, that I, that I play. And, um, the couple of times, uh, Ruby is, is her name, um, that she's performed, um, I've actually been winner of the night and the, the judges have, have noticed and said, you know what? When, when you get in there, that's, that's really you coming out. And, you know, it's not you putting on this character. It really does seem to be, you know, a version of you coming out, um, which is always great to hear. Um, I, years ago, um, was actually teaching a clown class at a convention, and we were talking about, you know, the, the makeup, the mask, and that some people, you know, they, they put on that mask to hide behind, and then that, they will feel more free to, you know, to have fun and do things. You know, you, you hear about quiet, soft-spoken people that get on stage, and they're these, you know, wonderful powerhouses. And someone mentions um, that that mask actually is more of a magnifying glass. And it really just amplifies a part of you, and then allows it to be seen better. Um, which in this case, um, I think is very true that, you know, as one of the judges said, I think last week is when that week goes on, a part of you just explodes out. 
Yeah, I would. I and would. I, I, I just, I enjoy that and enjoy how much other people enjoy it also. Yeah, you've got to wonder when, um, when someone is performing because, you know, obviously it is a performance. And, and so you absolutely have to wonder, you know, one of the things that, that, that has really been in my mind today is art imitates life. And, and so what you do is very much art. It is performance art. And, um, you know, you have to think that, you know, this is very representative of, of 10 year old Dennis, you know, 30 year old Dennis and, and beyond. And, Every time you, you get on that stage, there, there absolutely has to be, especially to get that really good connection with an audience, there, there has to be this degree of, of amplification of who you are. And I can absolutely see how, you know, putting on a costume or a wig or, or face paint can, can really free someone to say, you know, maybe this isn't who I am nine to five or, or Monday through Friday, but tonight, tonight... I, I am standing here with blue hair and I am amazing and I am free. And, 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 and this is very much a part of who I am. And, and that's got to be incredibly, um, freeing. I, um, I saw the, um, I saw the post on Facebook. And so that was you with the, the blue hair. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, you know, and so, you know, in my mind, and so I, I used to, uh, years ago, decades ago, I, I attended for a short period of time the Catholic Church, and, and there were always people talking about the blue hairs. And so that's the, that's the little old ladies, yeah, you know, the little old ladies with the blue hair, and they shuffle in and out of, of, the, of the grocery store and in the beauty salon, and, and they get their hair tinted blue. And they're amazing. We're not saying that they're not. We love you. But um, you give a whole new meaning to, to blue hair lady and um, <laughs> it just looked fabulous well thank you and i love that concept i had not thought of that before um but you know familiar with it you know the blue hairs and like well it, and i love the idea that of, of taking something that everyone knows of something and and flipping it up and going well hey let's look at it a different way let's put another spin on it uh, what else could that mean? Uh, so thank you for saying that. I love that, that idea. Yeah, it just came to me. I, I saw the post earlier and I thought, wow. You know, and so, you know, I, I've missed the entire show. I haven't been able to get out and see any of it. And, um, you know, but, but seeing the posts and, and, and interacting with those and, and kind of, you know, and I wasn't sure if we were, if we, if we still, if there were still six contestants or there were just five, it seemed like there were five and you did, you did verify that there were five left. And, um, and so at the end of this, it is, you get a, the winner gets, a, is, you know, am I correct in that the winner gets a dedicated show and $3,500? Uh, yes, it's, Thirty-five hundred dollars in cash and prizes, so two thousand of that's cash, and then there's these other prizes, um, which we've been joking about. That we keep forgetting to ask, what are the prizes? Yeah. So we actually don't know what this fifteen dollars, fifteen hundred dollars prizes is. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's. I think it was originally said a month of shows that you you would you'll headline um, at Missy B's, um, and of course, who knows where that'll go. I mean, there's some people that are already that have been in the competition and eliminated that have already made connections with other people 
from the competition and get involved in shows. So a lot of it is, you know, while it is a competition for a specific track, um, you who knows who you're going to meet along the way and what connections you can make to, to build from. Yeah, networking has got to be very much a part of what you're doing. And so just looking at your website, I mean, there is everything from Legoland to Radio Disney. Um, you know, you have, and, and, and so the, the murder mystery players, you have, you have had your hands in a little bit of everything. And so the idea that someone can go and look at your, your website and say, this is an individual or, or a set of people that, that potentially, you know, my business organization, you know, party, festival, bar mitzvah could, could, you know what I mean? Could, could, we could get these people or, or, or specific individuals to come and entertain in a variety of ways, um, in a variety of situations and opportunities. And, um, there has to be this 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 very serious degree of, and that's where that's where I think a lot of life experience and business and, and just opportunity co- has to come into hand into play. Is that you are very much networking and making relationships and bonds that will will carry you in in the years to come. Very much, um, and I don't say this past year um, that has has really shown in that when things weren't happening, um, the other aspects came in. Uh, for example, in the summer, you know, June, July particularly, I'm usually traveling most of that time to do library shows for summer reading programs throughout the region. Well, that wasn't happening. Um, some of them were able to go online a video and do some of that. Um, but, you know, huge change. However, the connection to um, Adventure Club in a local school district that I normally don't do in the summer said, hey, we can't do our field trips. I need, we need people that can come in. You know, they have a big gymnasium so we can spread out, have space, but I could, you know, put on a show for them. And so that came in and filled in that, that time. Um, so with having this variety, um, or we were earlier talking about the, the chamber orchestra, uh, that's the organization that I actually got started with in college, you know, 30 years ago, or however many that is, um, on a volunteer basis. And I've been connected with them, uh, you know, in some form or another. But in the past few years, I haven't really done much with them um, because of my own business, you know, with that. However, you know, they were needing to do something different with some virtual stuff, and I'm more available, and so we were able to reconnect. Uh, so it's it's keeping keeping those connections that you know when there's a space open, they can fill and uh, and be able to help each other out. That really is, is wonderful. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be just a little bit gratifying to go from. I'm a student and, and I'm volunteering and, and I'm, I'm, you know, laying this, this, this road, road to success, you know, through this, you know, almost like an internship thing. And, and then going back years later, being asked to, to come back and participate in a way that, you know, is, is an extension of that. And, and it has to, it has to be really interesting 
it, it's interesting for me, and I wonder if you ever think of of ten year old Dennis and think, you know, I we were and so here at the, here here at my place we were talking earlier today about uh, we were actually talking about you specifically, and um, one of the things that was 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 kind of in our minds was. You know, here's this guy who's doing this, and this has to have been a, a very long-term thing with him. This isn't, you don't just happen upon something like this. This is something that you, 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 you put your life into this, and, and it is very much part of who you are. And um, we, were, we were wondering, and so as a child, you know, you have so many things that go through your mind of, of this is who I'm going to be, this is what I'm going to do. And um, how close is what you do today to to what you perceived as a child? Is 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 it is it pretty close? Hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure that I've ever thought of it, and I'm trying to think back to the you know how you ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up. And I don't remember offhand ever answering that question. Um, I remember at one point I was I was going to open a a dessert only restaurant um, <laughs> just because I enjoyed baking. Every kid um, in America wants I, a dessert only restaurant. Yeah, maybe that was. Um, now I, I did have my time in in food service, uh, doing pizza and as a teenager. And I think that made me think, mm, maybe I don't want to be in the restaurant business, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I ever like said, Hey, you know, I want to be a, a policeman. I want to be an astronaut or, you know, um, it seems, I, I just moved forward. Yeah. It seems like there was, you know, maybe there wasn't this verbal declaration of, Hey, this is, this is the box that I will fit in and this is who I will be and what I will be doing. But I, I think there was very much this, you know, um, while there wasn't a verbal declaration, I, I think there was obviously a very physical declaration of this is who I am. This is what I do on a daily basis. I've, I've got my, my Mr. Microphone, I've got my clocks and flashlights. I've got my clapper. And so you, you clap on, clap off. And, and, you know, a few decades pass and you are doing the exact same thing on a very elevated platform. And so you have, you have gone from the clapper to you are, you are on the stage. You are, are very much, um, present in in that that same field just on on a much grander um stage and that's got to be that's just something that we were thinking about and we thought you know i i wonder what dennis has to say about all this (laughs) you're exactly right and i remember when i was doing you know for those years after college where i was on the business side of theater not performing as much um, when I started to, to realize, you know, I really want to be performing more and, you know, of course, well, can I make a living out of that or does it just be on the side or something? I remember at one point thinking and, and looking back and saying, well, duh, kind of like, yes, this is what I should be doing. This is what I've always done. <laughs> you, you know, you find out what people should be doing kind of by what they do by choice 
you know, what, what is if they, you know, have anything they could do, they just go and do it. And I looked back and like, yeah, I'm, I'm a performer. That's what I did as a kid when, you know, you don't have something to have to do. This is what I want to do. Uh, so it was, at that point, it's like, well, yeah, I should, I should make this more part of my life and my life. Uh, and so it just comes back to how, how, um, blessed. I, I keep using that word that I'm privileged, um, lucky. I am, you know, I'm on the right track. So many things to say that this is where I should be. Um, I think it's absolutely where you should be. And, and it's, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, to, to, to be able to look at your life and, and look at the lives you've touched, the smiles that you've brought, um, the joys, the, you know, and I can just imagine the murder mystery. And so, you know, here is something that may be a, a little more intellectually stimulating. And, and this is a puzzle and, and it's got to be interactive. And, and how do I solve this? Um, so much of what you do is, is, essentially everything you do is interactive and that's got to be amazing. And I think you're very much um, onto something with the, the idea that what you do in your spare time, what you do to, to fulfill needs within yourself separate from, from maybe work or, or responsibility. It's, it's those times that you're able to relax and enjoy that are really kind of the important times to pay attention to and, and maybe let them lead you to who it is you really are and, and, and what it is you really want to be doing and seeing, is there something, is there a transferable skill within what I, what I enjoy? Um, it, it's very inspiring. And I think, um, I think that's a great message for people to, to be able to, you know, for just a moment, um, when they when they step into a room with you to be able to shed the you know the pandemic the the stresses of adulthood um the stresses of the day the week the month the year and just smile and laugh and interact and be included yes very well said and and yeah I wonder, um, and so you were associate producer at the Theater League, um, and, and so this was obviously a, a while back. You've been very busy, um, and, and you said that 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 it would be it would be difficult to to go back to this setting of of being you know just being a show, just kind of. I, I think it's almost like being an object. It's almost like being a, a moving part of a diorama that. It, it's something to be viewed silently. Um, maybe there's an intermission. It, um, you know, not that it's not amazing. I've seen some some amazing plays. Um, some here locally in Kansas City, I've seen some great plays. It um, it is very much a different. Um, it's a different interaction, and so even as a child, I, I it seems like your your interactions have been incredibly social and, and inclusive. How important is that for you? You know, I think it's one of those things that um, it's, it's very important, even though I haven't always recognized it. Um, 
you know, I, I enjoy going to watch plays and musicals and where it's, you know, it's just me, you know, they're watching and they're not interacting with me. Uh, however, I, you do find out, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, you maybe recognize it a little bit more when it's not there. Um, you know, so getting back to, uh, even, even getting back to working with other people. Um, so in the past year, I've been doing a lot more of on my own, which is a large portion of what I do, you know, even going to libraries and preschools and different places or doing videos. Um, but getting back to working with other people on stage, um, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much fun it is to have someone to play off of and, and play with. Um, with that, um, which is something I, you know, with the, our murder mysteries, our formats, um, are majority improv, um, even with the audience. And, uh, we actually say it's a, a murder mystery, or it's a comedy disguised as a murder mystery. Um, but when we get back to that, you remember how great it is to have those people around, um, to play off of and, and, and have fun in that setting. Uh, and, and those, those are the times you're like, yeah, yeah, I need this. It might, you know, I need this. Um, and sometimes, you know, I also need the, just today by myself to veg and watch TV or read, read or something. Uh, but I, I do uh, get so much energy, um, from others and, and building that with them, uh, that really, and people, uh, I think most of my life have, have said in performing that how much energy I have. Um, and I think that's because it's that I'm sure there's a scientific word for putting energy together to create more. Um, uh, it, it's, it is that working together that builds that, um, that is really where that energy comes from. Um, and, and, and a positive energy that's a part of me that, you know, that happiness and joy, um, that I'm using, uh, that people can see it and feel it and, and want to connect to it and add to it, um, to create something even more, um, that's beyond just what I can do. How, how difficult is it to, to shut Dennis off and, and just veg? You, you talked about vegging and just, just relaxing and watching TV or, or doing something else. How do you, do you get that opportunity often? And, and, it, and is it difficult to, to just turn off and just sit still for a minute? Is that difficult? And sometimes, yes. Um, and sometimes that is a, you know, being self-employed, you know, entrepreneurial that, you know, there's always something I could be doing. <laughs> you know, there's always something more you could be doing for your business or you, you wanted to do. Um, and it, 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 sometimes, you know, it, sometimes your body says, you got to stop. And you're like, okay, I, I just got to rest. <laughs> uh, and sometimes it's, it's also great uh, when other people can remind you. You know, you just need to, cause sometimes you, you just get going, you're in the flow and, and you don't recognize um, that you haven't taken a break yet. Um, <laughs> um, and that you're like, okay, you know what? Oh, um, and that's sometimes when your body tells you, 
like, oh, you're getting a little cold. Oh, well, maybe because you haven't had enough rest. <laughs> um, uh, so it, I, I wouldn't say it's difficult for me to do. Um, when I know I need to, I, I will. I think more of it's a uh, recognize, you know, it's a, oh, I need to remember to make sure and, and take a break and rest. And everything that needs to get done will be there when I get back. Um, my husband kind of kidnapped me uh, last couple weekends for my birthday, and I didn't know what we were going to do. And, you know, I he had told me, okay, have this time to this time open. And it was great, and we did. And we got to that time, and okay, shutting off stuff, putting work away, and I'm going to do something. I'm not in charge. I'm just going to relax and enjoy it. When I get back, I'll get back to that. Um, so it's sometimes, you know, you need someone else also to say, hey, take a break. <laughs> I know you're, and, and I think for me, because I enjoy what I do so much for the most part, um, you know, office work aside, um, that that's what makes it also a little harder to stop because I'm having so much fun um, and enjoying it and, and seeing other people enjoy it. And I'm like, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing this. Um, but I also have to remember I got to take care of myself because um, if, I, if I don't take care of myself, then I won't be there to, to help share that and, and build that creativity and energy with other people. So um, it's needed. Yeah. Happy happy twenty fifth birthday, by the way. You're twenty five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I am I am proudly forty seven years old. Um because uh, I you know, everything that's happened in the past forty seven years has got me to today. And today is great and it can keep getting better. So I'm one of those people that I'm I'm glad to tell you now. I'm also, I guess, because I look a lot younger than I am, and that's also a thing I like. <laughs> we all do. But, which is also good for me. You know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, that's what I, that's 47. But then I look at another 47-year-old and I'm like, oh, maybe that's what 47 looks like for more people. <laughs> and, you know, I joke, you know, people say, what do you, how do you know? How do you look so good? And, you know, well, I got good genes for our parents. And I have to say, I go, you know, this is what clowning for 30 years does to you. It, it keeps you young. Yeah. Uh, which, while that's a joke, I think part of it is true, though. Yeah, you've got to imagine that being happy, enjoying your life, and, and being so active has absolutely got to to have this effect of, of just being incredibly therapeutic. And so I can see how it would be difficult to to turn that off and to step away and, and, and take a break. And, you know, I occasionally, I, you know, and so I slow down sometimes and I feel guilty. I'm like, Oh, there's so many things. And it's all those little odd, weird, you know, um, administrative type things that I, I mm -hmm. tend to neglect. And I'm like, man, I, I need a producer. <laughs> I need somebody to take care of these things. You know, I wanted to revisit. And so <laughs> I, I recently had a guest on, on the show that, um, said something to me and there's really kind of a connection to what you do in this and um so at the end of the conversation you know we were we were done recording and we were just taking a few minutes to to kind of decompress from the conversation and what they said to me was you know like many guests you know they they were you know they were grateful for the opportunity 
and you know really appreciated the the idea that that they were going to to potentially get this exposure that they didn't have before and what they said to me though was you know i i appreciate the the chance to to be heard and and to to have a conversation and i think you know right now obviously we are all starved for for that interaction for that 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 social awareness that we've we've had for so long and um that really if if i had to sum it all up in in what i see that you do is you 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 are giving people something that they are starved for right now and and they need so badly and and that's just that's absolutely amazing i um that is just a thought with you that i i just have not been able to get out of my mind since we've sat down is that you really are providing so much more than than a laughter or a smile or an, an, an enjoyable you know event you are you are fulfilling that very thing that we all are lacking right now it, it, it that is you know whether i consciously have thought of it that way or put it into words that way i i would say that is what drives me that's what keeps me doing this that's what, you know, over, you know, in the past when it's been a little lean, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this, you know, that I've found a way to keep going and found a way to fill in with a little something so I could keep it going and, and let it, let it build and, and be able to continue um, sharing. What's, um, what's next for you? What, what can we expect? with um, Happy Faces Entertainment, what can we expect with you personally? Um, do you have an idea of, of how the next year could potentially look? Well, um, this is a tricky year to, to ask that question, <laughs> to I guess. The least. Um, yeah, no, um, just because, you know, while things are, are coming back around, there's still some unknowns. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly. I know there's, you know, there's still going to be some library shows. There's still going to be, you know, some festivals. They're just going to be a little later in the year. Um, but I also am very open. Um, I, uh, last fall I took a, um, it's called Artist Inc. And it's a, it's a workshop, a class workshops. Um, the focus for artists to kind of work on the business side of it. And part of that was um, goal setting. And, you know, okay, what's a one year, three year, five year, 10 year. And sometimes I have, I have a little difficulty or I had, I've, I've gotten some better, you know, understanding vision to that of putting goals too much out there of, Saying, well, I want to, I want to make sure and leave myself open to what happens. And someone said, just because you set the goal doesn't mean you can't change it later. <laughs> Which is like, well, that's true. <laughs> Put something out there to to go for, aim for, and you know, it's your goal. You can change it. You could go, hey, we're going to rearrange that a little different. Something else is better has come along. So I, I like to think I'm always open for something new and different. Um, and, you know, doing this, this competition and, and doing more of Ruby and some other variety of things, 
um, makes me wonder, I think maybe this is going to build into some more with that, or it's going to, you know, combine with some things um, that'll create something new. So I'm always excited to see what opportunities arise and um, willing to, to go forward somewhat unknown, um, but still have a grounding. Um, I, I think that's, a, a, I guess, a skill that I have applied most um, from my improv comedy, um, where that I've applied to other places. One of the things when you do improv is, you know, you like you get a suggestion and you might have a game that's a structure there. Um, but from the first moment you start, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what's going to happen because other people on stage are going to do things. And that changes every turn that happens. And what you learn is you're okay with that. I'm okay not knowing where I'm going to end. I know I'm going to get there. And I know that these people with me are going to work with me. We're going to work together to get there with something that's going to be great at the end. And that's been a great thing to apply in other places. Um, if that's just being able to roll with the change in a live event or life and hey, okay, I've, I've got people that surround me and support me that I support and what happens down the end may be better than what I could even imagine right now at this point because I haven't had this other insight that's been given me from other people in other areas that when that comes together, I end up someplace that I couldn't even imagine before. Um, and, and that's the, uh, that's the perfect thought, I guess, which, you know, isn't always there as happens with, cause we're humans. Um, but an overall, um, goal, I guess for me is to keep that, as an op the opportunities open there to wherever um, it might lead. Yeah, that is a, um, that's a wonderful analogy. Um, you know, just kind of living in improv is, is it's, it's really what so many artists do, you know, artists that, that do well and prosper and grow are, are always evolving within the goal. And so the, the goal is, is doing this, this or that. And, I think if you're going to, to be fulfilled and, and find some level of success or happiness, it is definitely going to be through that, that evolution and that, um, that understanding that opportunities and times and, and interests can, can definitely spread out. And um, that's, that's an amazing answer. Dennis, I, I appreciate your time today. It's... Um, it's been amazing to, to sit down and talk to you and, and you are absolutely, you know, um, I don't know what's going to happen at Missy B's. I don't, I don't know who's going to win. I haven't seen the show, but today you, you are our headliner. Well, thank you very much for, um, giving me the opportunity for this. Uh, it, it's been a wonderful, you know, talking through this and, and, you know, we didn't have questions beforehand. I didn't pre-think things out, um, which, I believe, I just said, it's kind of how I roll in life. Um, and it's wonderful to, to be able to talk in without those guidelines or parameters and just see where it rolls and, and uh, some great thoughts 
um, will come along the way. So uh, thank you very much for the, the opportunity in this uh, time to, you know, have you be one of those people to give me some energy and thoughts and ways to look at it and um, also remind me of some of the reasons why I keep doing what I keep doing. Yeah, I, I really appreciate the I appreciate the opportunity to sit down with you today and and to to participate in an improv with you. And and so you're right. We um you know, we we talked about doing this show and um I, I one of the things I told you very early on is is I will I will do my research and I will know about you and I will be prepared, but there will be no questions. And so that just gives credence to what you said earlier of you know, when I when I first started this, I very much sat down with a notebook filled with questions, and that was my and I stuck to it for dear life, and the result was very different. And so, living living your your you know letting the the conversation evolve, letting life evolve, let who you are and what you do evolve, um, while you know having a goal is absolutely uh, a good recipe for success. <laughs>